Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 13 of Top Bin Talks presented by FTF Canada. My name is Adam Jones. And as per usual, I am joined by my co-host Kwame Awua, who is yet again in a hood because he has refrained from getting a haircut now for a while. Apparently, it's in some Yo, awkward man. stage. I don't want to be reporting anything that's not supposed to be reported, but there's a reason why you see him in a toque and a hat or a hood every single episode at the moment. Hey, man, I'm going to change my name to K-Boogie with a hoodie. I don't have my barber here. My two barbers from Kick Club Culture, Chris Snanko and Markel Sadler. Those are my barbers, and I haven't found anyone out here to trust yet. So, therefore, the hoodie might be staying on, the beanies might be staying on, and that's just the way to do it, honestly. And with our intros, we're going to get a little bit more flavorful. When he's introing, sometimes I'm going to start doing some gun noises, like boom, 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 or a one of those ones oh yo and it's crazy that some oh sorry anyways we're gonna do some more ad libs and all that um but yeah never got a haircut don't plan on getting one anytime soon so y'all gonna have to see you with this you have to start hiring people to be like hey can you go get a haircut at that place i want you to get this this and this and then you're gonna start evaluating afterwards yeah, and yeah until someone pays me to get a haircut imagine there that's what's go. gonna that's what it's gonna have to come down to one more thing. Happy International Women's Month. Or is it Women's History Month? Boom. That's what it is. Women's History Month to all the women out there. The other day was International Women's Day. And hopefully all you guys said uh, celebrated with or at least showed appreciation to your mom, your grandmothers, your girlfriends, if you have any, your wives, your sisters, any women in your life that are important to you. And as a segue, because I'm, I'm about to be a segue king, we're about to talk about the Canadian women's national team. So take it off, Adam. Yeah, obviously. Um, a, yeah, huge news in Canada soccer with the uh, meeting with the Heritage Committee. Um, and Canada soccer also releasing their side of the story online, which, um, again, it's it sucks we have to keep talking about this. I hate it, to be honest with you. It, it really fucking sucks. Um, you know, Canada soccer said they didn't want to negotiate in the public eye. They wanted to keep it private. And then I guess from their point of view, they felt forced to release a public statement about how they're negotiating, which is the exact opposite of what they said. Um, but it, it did outline quite a lot. Um, it outlined at least how, where they feel they're coming from. Again, I think it's hard for anyone to truly think they're being completely transparent. Um, you know, they have to, they have a meeting with the heritage committee coming up soon as well. Just like the women, uh, the women just did, uh, with Christine Sinclair, Janine, Becky Quinn and, uh, and Sophie Schmidt, who, who were presenting on behalf of the Canadian women's national team and, and answer questions from the MPs. Um, so that's coming up, um, which will be interesting, but there is a lot of shit going on. Yeah, honestly. Coming into this week, I never thought we'd have that much to talk about. And then, like, literally the last two days, today and yesterday, it was just blowing up. So just hearing about the situation constantly since last year, since even before that, it's always been it's, it's always been at the head of discussion within the CSA. And it's tough, 100%. We don't want um, to falter when we're making a, a decision when it comes to this. Um, but I just think it's about time to just get 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 this shit over with. Like, give them what they want, give them what they deserve, 
and keep it pushing. It should have been something that was done a long time ago. And now with social media and everything, that's coming a lot more to it's coming a lot more to light and people are being a lot more vocal about the unfairness. Um, equal, equality in working conditions should be same across all fronts. That's what I believe. And if they believe that they can continue to put out a, a good product, like why not invest into them a lot more, just like how we invest invested into the men's game. Um, there's a lot of national team players that have been commenting obviously over this situation, men and women's national team players. But um, I just hope we can see both sides of the argument and like I said, last episode or episode two episodes ago, let's just get, get come to the table and come to a compromise, find a way where both parties are happy. And because there's not one way of seeing it and it's not one way of coming to a solution, but there's a way to, for both parties to be happy. I might not know how they're going to get to that solution, but um, there's definitely a way to find to or to make two parties happy. Um, do we want to go into into detail about what the new proposed CBA is? Yeah, why don't you go into that, and then I'll go into it. So we'll talk about that for a little bit, and then afterwards I'll talk about uh, just notes that I took watching the uh, the Heritage Committee meeting. I know you, I don't think you had a chance to watch mm-hmm. too much of it, Kwame, but I'll kind of break down my notes and stuff, and then get your reaction to some some of those points. But okay, but yeah, let's and let's start with I'll, that. I'll look I'll I'll look over the the CBA agreement. Yeah, let's start with the CBA, yeah. start with the proposed CBA agreement that, that Canada Soccer uh, released publicly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, starting Canada Soccer release. Canada Soccer provides detailed details of proposed national teams collective bargaining agreements. Um. The women's national team on track to become the second highest paid women's national team among FIFA's 211 member associations. Um, Canada Soccer Today released key elements of the proposed collective bargaining agreements, which were first proposed to the teams in June on June 3rd of last year. Um, it dem- they're saying it demonstrates core principle that if you're a Canada Soccer national team player, regardless of your gender, you'll be paid the same for the work you do competing and representing our country. Which so, is pretty basic. Like if you're going to represent the country, I think, um, especially at the senior level, like I think it gets a little bit hairier with youth national team stuff, um, just mm-hmm. with paying, paying youth players and stuff. But as far as senior mm-hmm. national team camps go, if you're playing in a game, mm-hmm. that that's pretty, that's pretty obvious. I think like that's, a, that's a pretty easy I, one. I don't know if it mm-hmm. works where it's like similar to like how U.S. soccer is now structured, where it's like if you get called mm-hmm. into a camp but don't play in the game, you don't mm-hmm. get paid. I don't know if that's fully been flushed out, but the idea of getting mm-hmm. called in and playing a game seems like you should mm-hmm. get paid the same amount. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know if the youth teams are still doing the carding thing anymore. I know back back in our day, when you're on the youth national team, you used to get carded, like they'll – They'll put a certain amount of funds into your into your whatever your card account, whatever. But mm-hmm. that's neither here or there. That's something I would have to ask questions about. But here's the reality: if accepted by play, the player associations, the CBA will both national teams will agree to have the same amount for playing a 90-minute match, and both national teams will share equally in competition prize money. Additionally, Canada women's soccer 
Canada soccer women's national team, sorry, will become the second highest. Yeah, I said that. All right. Um, yeah, essentially, like you said, in order to get there, Errol Cochran said, in order to get there, we need to pay the national team. We need both of our national teams to agree. Our women deserve to be paid equally, and they deserve a financial certainty going into the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. The proposed CBA includes, but is not limited to, the following elements. Equal pay, appearance fees, and win bonuses for both national teams. 3500 per match per player, plus win bonuses up to 5500 per player, depending on the rank of the opposing side. An equal amount to each national team for their qualification to their respective FIFA World Cup. 1.15 million. The pooling and sharing of competition prize money to provide equitable pay, equi equitable pay and unequal in an unequal world. Canada has proposed to put 40% of the men's national, oh, of the men's national team FIFA World Cup prize fund, approximately 3.6 million USD for finishing number 17 to 32 at Qatar 2022 into a prize pool and as much as 75% of the FIFA Women's World Cup prize funds, estimated to be 1 million to 4 million USD. Depending on where the women's national team places in the summer in the FIFA, FIFA World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. To demonstrate how the pool and share works, if a total of 7.6 million is placed into the pool, then 3.8 million would be distributed, distributed to each national team. Any comments? I mean, I think like the first couple, obviously equal pay and then the bonus structure based on opposition rank makes sense because again, if they're going to be playing England, that's more likely to kind of sell out just based on the, uh, yeah. for both of them, if they're going to play the men's or the women's English national team, like that's going to yeah. draw more people than playing against Honduras women's national yeah. team or men's national team. Right. So that makes sense as far as why the bonus for a win or for, like at least for a win might be variable. I think that that's mm -hmm. pretty obvious. Um, equal amount for qualifying for a world cup seems pretty fairly obvious. Um, the pool, I, I, I mean, I didn't agree when the said it and I don't agree now just because I think it puts a cap on success for either of them. Mm -hmm. Right. If the, if the women's world cup makes more money than the men's, then they shouldn't have to share prize money and vice versa for the men's. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I, I personally just, I really, I, I personally disagree with that, with that idea and the sentiment, just because at the end of the day, it's an entertainment, it's a, it's an entertainment business. And if one, if one's making more than the other, if, if the percentage was way off, if mm -hmm. the men were making 80% and the women were only making 20%, that's a huge discrepancy that needs to be fixed. Right. Mm -hmm. But here they're talking about even increasing the percentage that the women get from their, from their prize money to try and make up for this, to make, try and make it as equal as possible, which is a really, it's a, it's a good endeavor, I guess. Mm. But to sit there and say that if they don't finish high enough and they don't get as much money that it seems as though if the women don't win the world cup, essentially they're not have to take money from the men's world cup prize pool. Mm -hmm. and redistribute that that's what that line seems like at mm -hmm. least the way it's worded um and I, I i personally just disagree with it i think you go to your own tournament you deserve to have that much money like what happens if 
at the same, like, is that become null and void if one of them doesn't qualify? Like, that's another thing. I don't, yeah, it's not written in the, it's not written in this. This is an initial one, I guess, but Mm -hmm. I, I, again, I I would sit there and I would, I'm assuming that no men's players have been paid for any world cup that the women have have gone to recently Mm -hmm. in the last, the last seven FIFA FIFA women's world cups Mm -hmm. before this, before this last little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, which is a hundred percent correct. None of them, none of them played in that tournament. They shouldn't receive any fair, of that money. This is, I mean, when I was called to a national team, and I mean, twenty eighteen was a long time ago. So, but the funds are not as much as they're getting now. So, I mean, even to play in a game to get called for a cap, like camp or whatever, you weren't getting, you weren't getting this. So, I can only imagine how much they were getting paid before. Yeah, and the interesting – well, part of the interesting thing, though, too, is, like, all of a sudden now they're bringing up this these, this kind of money and these kind of funds. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of sitting there going, that seems like there's a lot of money to be given out here. So yeah. how exactly was all this allocated before? That's they came I mean. up with this pretty fucking quickly, right? Like, the CSA mm-hmm. side of it, like, they came up with these numbers pretty fucking yeah, quickly. Yeah, that's, that's how I was like, yeah, how much money were these guys getting paid before? Like – what was the structure? What was the structure of it before? Is it whatever revenue or whatever teams are getting is what teams get, and you split it amongst you guys? Because then it's like okay, it's just almost unfair that then you just look at the fans, saying like, "Damn, we don't." The fans that say a oh, women's soccer shit, women's soccer is that, then they're to blame for the reason why there's not as much revenue going into the women's game. Yeah. No, no, like, like I, and I think like that's the part that everyone kind of listening and reading what's going on right now. I think all like you can look in at yourself and be like, oh, well, I supported them. Okay, well, to what extent, right? Like, mm-hmm. like we we've said this before, like the fans are the ones who've put the players in this situation. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who didn't invest. Like, again, mm-hmm. we're gonna get into the the elephant in the room is CSB because the women mm-hmm. hate that fucking deal. Mm-hmm. They fucking hate it. And part of that is like, oh, well, they, there's no women's CPL league, which there's plans. There was plans for. There were legitimate mm-hmm. plans for. They just want to make sure that the they built the men's one to be viable, and they needed the men's one because without the men's professional league, there's no you World don't Cup. go you, World Cup. Yeah, there's no hosting you don't get the World bid Cup. To the, you don't get the yeah, you don't get the bid to the World Cup. So that was a preliminary. Di- like that's a different barrier that obviously needs to be cleared within the regards to the, why the CSB is important and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, there is more, there is more in this. So hold up. It says equity in the high performance environments. So essentially the interim funding agreement, national team, women's national team made nine demands in the evening of February 9th, 2023 for preparations for their world cup. Canada Soccer has agreed to in writing or is currently addressing all nine demands made by women, which include comparable budget for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup preparations as men's national team budget for the 2022 World Cup preparations, not including compensation. Two, a detailed breakdown of the men's national team budget from 2022 and an agreement to share future budgets between the men's national team and women's national team. 2A, breakdown of the men's national team compensation for 2022. Three, a detailed outline of compensation structure for proposal, commitment to sign before April FIFA window, a uh, compensation agreement with the na- women's national team that will cover 
the period from January 1st to December 31st, 2023. Wow. Agreement will be an interim agreement. Agreement will include compensation for friends and family travel on the terms already agreed to. Charter flight for Jamaica qualifier, single occupancy rooms for any future 2023 camps, chef at the World Cup, written guarantee of these things signed by Canada soccer representatives with authority to bind association, and at least one home game to be scheduled in advance of the World Cup. I do not see any issues, to be fair. No, like... I mean the one thing that the one thing that stands out to me kind of instantly is the single occupancy rooms. Like that's I didn't another know they thing. Shared, that, I, didn't that, know, I didn't know they shared no, rooms. That's a basic that is mad that, weird. Exactly. No, so I'm saying though, <laughs> no, that's a basic like that's a basic allocation of resources and funds that, that should have been fixed before this. A chef? Like, that should have been fixed, bro. Chef, exactly, man. Like those yeah. things, the, so those things stuff that they shouldn't have to demand now. This should have been a thing. Yeah, and then again, like, a home game, a home game think, before the World Cup, a hundred percent, you should have a home game before you leave to the World Cup. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have a home game before you leave the World Cup? Well, it it, just, it also makes more sense for them to have a home game because I feel like some like, like a, a lot of European countries, but not only that, like for one thing, like I understand why the 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 Canadian men didn't. They're preparing in Qatar, like they're moving that way. Whereas yeah. now, I think there's some European countries that are probably going to fly via the North American route. Right, um, so Europe is right in the middle, so it's almost like it's almost. The but same to get shit, all the like, way to, I think the, the Austra- yeah. for Australia, I think it's all the way on the east coast of Australia, which mm-hmm. is closer to our west coast. So that's the only reason why I'm thinking like from that, you might have countries that are willing to fly this way. So that mm-hmm. almost makes more sense that you would have a couple here before, mm-hmm. ideally, and if I'm being selfish as a player, that's great. We can do it in BC or Toronto, but. Playing in like Southern California or Texas for the heat is probably better for us. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of thinking, like why wouldn't we go down there to do that? Um, those those were a couple things that stood out. The one thing that again though, like this is this is one thing that I, I think where there's a bit of nuance in this because this is this is also proposed. This is what the interim. This yeah, was these the interim. are the, this are their demands. I don't oh, sorry, these these are the demands. Demands, yeah. Okay, they demands. Have, they have okay, they have to be they have to be met by a certain uh date okay yeah so the one thing that i I look at that i think there's way more nuance to the discussion that i don't think is relevant whatsoever is the breakdown of what the men's national team budget is because from from 2022 this is a brand new year the reason why i say that no but but here just hear me out this is the reason why i say it their qualification for the world cup is insanely different than the women's it's insanely different they are scheduled their travel their international windows all of it is wildly different. Mm-hmm. And to, so fly for, each play, to fly the players out from where they're, they're playing in Europe as well, that's a whole different ballgame too. It is, but like the flight thing is mm-hmm. like one of those things, right? Like the flight thing, I, I look at it from an allocation of resources thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to say, hey, look, we have an economy ticket for you and Alfonso Davies mm-hmm. goes, I'm, I'll charter my own plane and pay for it. That's <laughs> not coming out of the CSA's budget. Or if he goes, I'm going to upgrade myself to first class. The CSA mm-hmm. have a budget for this. It's one mm-hmm. thing for them to give all of the men who are playing in Europe first class tickets, and then give mm-hmm. all the women economies. Like that can't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. Like that. The flying of them should be. This is our standard rate. This is what you guys get. We'll put you mm-hmm. on a flight. If you want to upgrade, that's completely up to you. Kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
but it's the idea of where they have to travel, how long their qualifying is. Like all of those things are wildly different. And there's a reason why, and this would be an interesting, this would, this, this is kind of what I'm hopefully, hopefully we'll get some answers for this soon. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think it adds to the transparency level, but how much money did the CSA put into women's soccer with regards to almost subsidizing more of their games to be played in the year? I don't think they necessarily have enough national team camps, especially, I mean, can't compare it, but it's hard for them to have more national team camps um, just because of when the NWSL season is compared to Europe and, and their own internet, but like they have the she believes cup that happens a lot, like almost in a yearly basis, they have the tournament and the Arnold cup. That's definitely not the community. It's Arnold something though. That's in the UK where they're playing. They're, about to, they're about to start. They're about to start the CONCACAF women's gold cup next year too. CONCACAF women. So like there's all of these tournaments that happen on a yearly well, Con- gold cup probably won't, but there's all these other ones that happen on this yearly basis and stuff. And you're like, well, they're paying for you guys to go there, hotels, all those other things to get you more games. You know, they have the Olympic, like the Olympics on the men's side, isn't a men's tournament. It's an under 23 tournament like it's wildly different like the two landscapes are wildly different so for me the budgets aren't going to be equal and they shouldn't be there's an allocation of resources there that needs to be variable if it costs more money to run the women's national team program the way it is then they need to get more money for their resources to make sure that it can be run at the right at the right amount you know what i mean that's giving them the same same hotels. That's giving them the same flights. That's giving them the same training environments. All those things. Mm-hmm. But if it costs them more money to fly to these places and to do these things, then they need more resources. But it's the same on the men's side. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the side of it where I think there's way more nuance into it. And part of mm-hmm. that, which came out in the the heritage meeting, um, that I took from it was there's different costs associated by FIFA between the men's Mm. and the women's pathway. So FIFA regulate the windows. Like they, so CSA is bound by FIFA in that situation, right? Like, I mean, Canada, Vancouver hosted the women's world cup. Not that Mm -hmm. long ago. You don't have a professional league here. Yeah. But the reason for it is FIFA is at the stage of trying to grow the women's game. So that's not necessarily a, a binding constraint for the men to host. They needed a professional league. That's a yeah. binding constraint. That's a barrier that needs to be reached. Like, mm-hmm. I think like that's one of the things that right now is the most difficult. And it's come, and this is why this is why public perception is really tense, I find, is that mm-hmm. everyone's saying their piece at the most positive, but to try and slam everyone else when the mm-hmm. discussion's incredibly there are elements of the discussion that are incre- incredibly nuanced. Like yeah. the, the resources are fucking basic, man. That shit should be equal. Staying mm-hmm. in your own hotel room as a national team player is mm-hmm. so obvious. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that like shit some is of the stuff, basic. Some of the stuff that they're asking for, the fact that they don't already have it is really shocking. Exactly, and, and there yeah. there are elements where you read that and you're like, "Holy shit, are you serious?" And then yeah. there's that element where you're like, "Oh, I don't know." That yeah. So that's... Then how bad? So how bad was it before? Like before the men. Because like even when I was there, we shared we shared uh, we shared hotel rooms, but like yeah, and that, how that, bad that's was one it? of those yeah. things. Like I don't I don't know. And again, I think I part of that serious because like even I've seen like videos of like Argentina and the men's they share national they share they share bedrooms like 
Messi in a world or like national well for team youth really national play. team stuff I think that's different I think actually the sharing like just looking at it from experience when mm-hmm. when I went on trips part of like staying in someone else's room is it's awesome it's yeah. fun like you're with someone else you can talk to them yeah. you can you can you know you're watching people. tv together you get to know people it's part like mm-hmm. there's there's an element when you're in a youth national team of like growing up socialization mm-hmm. added responsibility mm-hmm. accountability and like that part of it right also you're a 16 17 year old kid mm-hmm. probably better you're around people than on your own yeah you know what i mean from just like a mental health standpoint even like in the pros we even in the pros we still share rooms bro it's not that serious <laughs> but like national team i get it. national you're team to to you're preparing for a tournament people have their own people have their like own ways, methods ways they have their own yeah. strat like that is way different yeah that one's different. different that's different 100 but they wrote a section called the path forward and it says Canada has always been a leader on the world stage. The women's national team's gold medal success in Tokyo showed the world what Canada can do when it, com- when it commits to success. Now it's time again to show Canada once again, what the world show the world once again, what Canada can accomplish this time with respect to gender equality and labor relations. Does Canada Soccer looks forward to concluding agreements with our national team players that will demonstrate equity, respect, and progress to the world. The deal in front of our players today is unprecedented in Canadian sport and will make us a leader among FIFA member associations. We have appreciated the conversations with the two players association and believe serious progress has been made. With fresh leadership, now is the time to conclude the discussions and finalize the deal. Together, we can get this done, added Earl Cochran. Well, I mean, personally, I hope all this shit is over with. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's getting repetitive and it sucks that I, I, I don't mean to say it in a negative way. It just sucks that this, this is what like, I had to go to. And I know there's been some national team players talking about like um, bringing up our past discussion about the national team and their the men's national team and their discussion on the minor league and the CSB and all that stuff. But I think anybody that's investing in Canadian soccer, we shouldn't look down on them because you don't know exactly why they're, you don't know the ins and outs. Like if you're asking, Oh, what is CSB? Like, what is an investment with CSB? What's the CSB deal look like? If you don't know, and then you're automatically judging it because the CSA don't want to share those documents with you then you're automatically looking at them from a bad light. How do you know if what they had planned initially and what it invested initially, how do you know if it wasn't something that was going to be good in the long term? Canada just has, especially the men's side, we've only had short-term success. Like, we've had short-term success, and all of a sudden it's like, yo, we deserve this, we deserve this, we deserve this. It's like, yeah, you guys do deserve a, a better working condition and everything, but hold your horses. There's other te- there's other countries that have been doing a lot more than we've been doing. And yes, infrastructure with Canada soccer is not the best. But at the same time, everybody just needs a reality check, bro. Like, just well, be realistic. I, I mean, be real- it'd be interesting to see, like, what these working conditions are compared to Costa Rica's. That's what I'm saying. They've been to like, two World Cups, right? Like, okay. it, it, it's one of those things that, again, like, I, I get that we're a first world country and pretty much everything else in the world. Mm-hmm. We're not in this. 
sports is yeah. always, sport sport has always we been have to be realistic difficult in this country though but like sports in general some other like, countries poor all the, they'd be like yo fuck this is fuck society put all our money into our, our our sports into our soccer let's just let's use brazil and argentina put all our money into soccer if they win they bring back so much money back if they lose we fucking want to shoot them because that's everything we poured our heart and soul into you guys that's how they look at it. Don't get me wrong. Those guys are lowest of the lows in the G- GDP per capita. But like, as Richard said in our last podcast, there's a reason. The investment and the passion and the, the fan, the fanatic, which is short-term, what's fan is short-term for, they're willing to sacrifice everything for these guys to be successful because in turn, it helps them. It helps their pride and stuff, right? Like, yeah. but that, like that's the part of sport here that, like, it just doesn't quite compute with us, and it, you know, and that's that's just part of it, man. Like, it's it's a cultural thing. It it it's it's the one it thing sucks. hockey did right. Hockey did it right, where they built this culture, but they did it they through small cult- towns. Yeah, they build a culture on small towns that that's in a freezing ass country but it's like if you if you look at if you look exactly there's snow so they oh they had a frozen pond in the backyard Mm -hmm, and they did that but like if you look at it the thing that made that created that culture though was that was the only way out of that small town Mm -hmm. the only way out of the favelas in brazil is to kick a fucking ball like Mm -hmm. that's where the culture comes from right like so that's Mm -hmm. that's just that like that's just it's a small part but um well, you know, yeah, hopefully all this shit gets done. Hopefully it just gets we fucking done, talking. man. Like, yeah. It's because those women start focusing on, now. We start focusing on on the pitch shit again, man. Like yeah, they got, they, like they got a World Cup coming up. Soccer, Why are bro. we're not even focused on that on their Why? World Cup? Why is Christine Sinclair at the Parliament, bro? Fam, my girl wants to be playing footy. She don't want to be having these conversations with Mr. Trudeau and things like that. Like my girl Janine Beck, they want to be playing football, like. Why are we having them be their own lawyers? Why we have like, yo, this is outrageous. Like, what? What? Why do they need to continue to do to to do all this? I mean, obviously they need to continue to do all this because it's not in the right, it's not in the right spot. But like, fuck, yeah, it's no. just getting at it. Yeah, it's, it's, getting, it's, it's getting it's getting to that right. Like, you just you just want everything to come to they. You just want them to come to the table and have like, okay, look. Yeah, bro. No one's Sorry. no one's over the moon. No one's thrilled about what they got, but everyone's happy with where the direction is like that's like that's basically that's what we have it. to get to where um, are we moving towards yeah and i i mean we'll touch on like the the heritage committee meeting um here just really quickly i took a couple notes mm-hmm. i and i think like the most important thing and the most interesting thing that will come from the next meeting which is with representatives from canada will be the transparency of finances yeah that'll be the most interesting thing because i think it's important to understand that like 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 we said earlier the numbers they're throwing out aren't small. Mm-mm. And so they obviously know that they have that, not necessarily a reserve with that kind of money, but they know that annual income can cover for that. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to know what the current allocation of that funding is. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're, they want equitable resources for national team camps and youth national teams, which is Mm-hmm. A foundational thing like the youth national team stuff is so 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 fucking important mm-hmm. um and again that's where that's where sometimes i look at the figures they throw out for national teams mm-hmm. and i'm like oh that's like that's a lot of money i get 60 percent 
from the men's goes back into mm-hmm. the pool, like the rest of the money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we properly funding now youth national team camps during those international windows? Like, are mm-hmm. we properly funding that? Like that's, that's one of those things that I think is, is way, 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 way more important. Um, and it's tough to understand where that additional money is really going to come from unless they're transparent and they're like, yeah, like this is, we wasted this amount of money on this shit. Right. So I think like the, the reporting of finances is the one thing that I think needs to come to light for most of this, because I think it affects the nuance of the conversation the most. Yeah. I think that's the no one knows where the money's disappearing to. No. Or if we, we don't know what like or, part of it is, we don't know how much is coming in, how much is going out. Um, yeah, and again, part of, part of it, part of it goes to the CSB deal. Part of it goes yeah. to that. Um, and again, I, I'm not someone who I, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that that thing needs to be absolved or any of that stuff. These are people who've <laughs> invested money. And like we talked about last week, I think that the part of the reality is any owner of a professional sporting team is mm-hmm. losing money. 100%. There are maybe five professional sporting teams in the world. In the world. Yankees. Make money every year. Do you think the, do you think the Yankees Cowboys. Make money? They have to pay a luxury tax every year, man? I bet they Oh, don't. yeah, that's why I, I had a luxury tax. I, 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 think, I think you look at Man, man United. Cowboys. Like, Cowboys be making money all the time. Motherfuckers, you you would that's think, why that's I, what I say it comes comes down to fans, bro. Fans it's, make a it's, fucking... it's not necessarily fans though. It's it's also like it's the part of it is like the valuation. Like I'm sorry, the Vancouver Whitecaps fan like fans don't want to go watch that. Their valuation is still like don't get me wrong. They're funded by billionaires. They are. They got a couple billionaires in Vancouver who fund them, but the valuation of the team allows those owners to borrow more money to invest more yeah, money into that's the how team. It goes. Like, that's, that, that's, that's how, how it goes, right? It, exactly. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That, that's exactly what it is. So the reality, like, like that's the part of it where it's like, okay, well, like no one makes money. So this idea that CSB and CPL owners are lining their own pockets, that league's not making fucking money, man. They went through two pandemic years. Like no one's making money in that league. They're just not. And so I, I don't know how, how exactly they're lying in their own pockets because the valuations of the teams isn't all that high compared to what, like, if you look at, like, if a billionaire was to step in, the valuation of these companies doesn't really allow him to borrow that much money, mm-hmm. Compar- like, comparatively speaking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's that side. There's, of there's probably, like, one person that owns three teams in the CPL, but I don't want to expose. Anyways, go on. <laughs> yeah. only, only three teams? Okay, one, two, <laughs> three. Yeah, three. I think three. Three and a half. Three and a quarter or some shit yeah. like that. But like so yeah. like that, like that's part of it, right? Is that's how a lot of this ownership kind of works. Is mm-hmm. it's it's a value, it's allowing for evaluation that then yeah, allows it's, you it's a to portfolio borrow thing. More it helps them, exactly. Yeah. It's a, and it's it's also a portfolio. Yeah, and it looks cool. I own a team. Mm-hmm. You know what yep. I mean? So like that, like that's definitely part of it. So there's part of that deal that I think you need to look at it from that standpoint where mm-hmm. they're, they're losing money. Like if yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a clause in there that helps them recoup losses. Yeah. You should not be upset. Well, not, not only just only not just upset. No one else was willing to invest at the time. 
Yeah. No one else is willing to do it. And they so the one, the one group it. of people that stepped in to do it and they're losing money while doing it, you're upset because they have more control or because they have a clause. It is what it is. Bro. Yeah. I'm, t- we'll, I'm tired we'll of see. repeating myself. This, yeah. is some, this is some shit. Um, um, I'm so- happy for anyone that invests in soccer, in Canadian soccer. Happy for anyone who speaks up about Canadian soccer. Um, but yeah, so like, least, and, and again, like, I think like I just want to bring on thing, one yeah. thing here, just because um, part of it is the competitive calendar is different, right? So that's yeah. where we talked a little bit with the nuance about budgets and stuff. The competitive calendar is different. Um, looking at transparency, transparency of finances, the Heritage Committee didn't know what the difference in revenue brought in between the men and the women were either. So that's another thing where you're like, okay, well, we, that's a good thing to kind of understand and to know, like, what exactly are the discrepancies for those things, right? It, um, it did say that, it did say that 37 million, $27,423,125 from, tw- from 2012 to 2019. I guess they're not counting the pandemic years because the pandemic years, I don't well, think... it would have killed both of them, right? Like, yeah, they, like there's no revenue. They they couldn't put anyone mm-hmm. in stadiums. Um, Compared to the women's thirty-seven million seven hundred seventy-three thousand four hundred and seven dollars over the same eight-year period. Yeah, um, not equal. It's not equal, <laughs> guess, but it's it's not. It's it's. it's well, I mean, three hundred fifty thousand dollars over that long of a time to, too it's pretty yeah it's pretty fun to like a club probably probably could have went to like for hotels for beats like, you know what i mean to be yeah. single occupancy yeah and just like the last thing i want to say about this and i think the last kind of mm. part of the topic today is obviously with uh the new president coming in mm. being a woman being you know african-american the canadian women are gone uh-uh don't trust her. She's part of the old guard. Um, she's never tried to contact us. She's never stood up for us and all that kind of stuff. Um, regarding like the standing up for the women because she was a part of the old board. I don't really know that you can sit there and claim that because part of I that. Agree with, I, I, I agree with women's respect. national team players. Well, I, I, like if you're in that board meeting though, and you're standing up going, we need to stand up for this. We need to stand up for this. And you get voted down. That is true. Like, 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 I don't think you can you might, like, yeah. unequivocally I, you, say that she's yeah. never tried to help us out. Like, yeah. that's a bold statement without genuinely having going. Here's a here are transcripts from the last fucking since 2013 since she's been here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm like, you're trying to like. Yeah. That's almost putting words in her mouth. That's yeah. the only part of it that I was I don't really agree with. Um, mm-hmm. But here's part that here's the part that's really hard for me to sit there and fully agree with them on. They want to completely get rid of everyone on the board. They want to get rid of everyone. They want to clean house and they want, we want all new people in here that we trust. Okay. So then where are they going to get this, these new people? So here's, here's part of it, right? Um, it's one thing if they go and they say they get a former president of the U S U S soccer okay. has experience running a federation, okay. building something, that's someone who I don't, I don't, I would sit there and go, okay, I like that hire, even though they've never been in Canada soccer, they don't necessarily know what the Canada soccer landscape is. They have mm-hmm. experience in the field. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's someone who's hired just as equally, who okay. understands the role. To hire someone who has zero experience 
or at least sorry, not, not someone, an entire board of people who have no experience in this type mm-hmm. of a field is a but recipe how, for disaster. How is it for sure that they are going to hire people with no experience for the whole board? Well, for instance, if you hire a group of ex-national team players who've never owned a business or understand how a nonprofit works or worked in a nonprofit, like they might have experience with yeah, them. I'm, sure, I'm, 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 I'm sure they're going to, they're going to veto like the people that aren't, you know what I mean? If I'm you sure get rid of the whole board research. though, if you get rid of the whole board though, who's hiring them, you know what I mean? So like, he, here's, 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 here's my, here's my whole thing, right? It's one of my, it's one of my favorite quotes is from, um, sort of the movie spotlight about the, was it the Boston globe undercover uncovering all of the, the abuse by priests in, in, in the Boston archdiocese. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And it came out that one of the guys who helped uncover it was part of the cover was not part of the cover up, but when he worked there, he, he did what he was told and Mm -hmm. didn't follow up on this, on a story and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So the quote is most, it says, um, we often forget that most of the time we spend uh, we spend our life stumbling around in the dark. That when someone finally switches a light on, there's a fair share of blame to go around for the mess that's been made. Mm. And I think that's part of what we have to kind of look at here is it. Someone might not have intended for this all to occur, but people's decisions have led to this point. We now mm. have to clean it up. You're not going to clean it up by getting a bunch of people out of here and having people come in and go to mess start who created where all the the really dirty spots, like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I think you need a blend where I completely agree bringing on people who have a better, have a higher football IQ, Mm -hmm. but they need to learn about how to run a, how to run a sporting organization. They need to Mm -hmm. learn about a nonprofit. They need to learn about working for a federation. That is all a hundred percent true. But if you get rid of everyone there, who's training these people? who bring these different perspectives. You know what I mean? My thing is, don't you think everybody would have to go through another like interviewing process to weed out the people that are the poisonous ones to the Federation? Cause you don't want the same poisonous as dudes training the same, training brand new blood and poisoning them too. And, well, reci- and recycling the whole, the whole thing again. There is that, there is that, there is that element. One bad apple touching another bad apple that keeps going, right? There there is still like, yeah, fruit of the poisonous tree. Like there's that potential. Mm. But even if you look at, like, look at, look at how we, like, look at running a country. The same people, like a lot of people who have experience in U.S. presidencies, like if you just look at the U.S., like you look at the presidency, Mm. they're hiring people who've been in those roles before. Have they been perfect? Mm-hmm. No, they've made tons of mistakes. Some of them might be corrupt, but they actually understand how to run a country because one mm-hmm. person alone can't do it. Mm-hmm. Right? So yes, I mean, I, I just think everybody, like, obviously, when it comes to presidency and national of a country and stuff like that, it's almost the same thing. But I just think just like how you go through elections and stuff like that, like there should be why shouldn't there why couldn't there be an election where like we actually get to vote for the president? That would be like, a really bring, they, yeah. interesting thing. Again, yeah. I think. Like all I'm the more, national I'm team more, players I'm way literally have an election. I'm way more hesitant to do that. You know what? It could be something where they have to do it. It's not made public. It's made, yeah. it's, this stuff's presented to the national teams. Yeah. That one I could kind of agree with because I completely disagree with having any more of this circus politics going on. That's what I mean. the, way, the way, the way that, just the way that politics are now where the yeah, questions yeah. are more about 
bad badgering and attacking someone yeah. else personally than they are about actual policy. Because I think yeah. that's the most important. Bring it, bring most it a closed, a closed door election. Closed door. The most important bring thing all, here is bring policy. all the stuff where, you, yeah, bring yeah. all your policies and what you want to do with Canada soccer, the candidates, run it by the national team program, both of them, all of them, everybody sit down, even if it has to be a pool of 50, the 50 player pool, men's national team, 50 player pool, women's national team, sit down and present it to them. You do it on a Zoom call. <laughs> that could be, that could actually be an insane and cool and it, idea. And right? they like, vote in. Yeah. Then now they kind of have a say. They're now and uh, you know the yeah the, and if shit, the if purpose shit hits of their the fan, stakeholders now higher. Yeah, the if shit hits the fan, you you have yourself to blame as well because you you voted the person in as well. Yep, you can. Have so, now, terms, so now, it's not like now, yeah, now it's not like the Spider Man meme where everybody's <laughs> pointing at each other. Yeah, everybody's got to point at themselves. So yeah, saying, like, no, like that, like that's actually a that's a really cool idea to be honest with you. Yeah. Because everybody's complaining, the men's national. Yeah, it's like a group here fighting this group, and then this group fighting this. Like, yo, it's never gonna nothing's gonna get solved, bro. So yeah, unless you, if like you said, don't destroy the whole framework. But anyone that wants to, because I think any, you just you need people in there who actually understand what the mess is. Exactly, hundred percent. You don't, don't want to you don't want to bring all these why, people in and then go, oh shit, we didn't even think about that mess. And now that's why, everything else is tainted because they didn't think about that one. Like, you know what I mean? Why, that's why, like, say the president of the United States, other than Donald Trump, because he understands how to run a business and he ran, he's controlled a numerous amount of people because of the business side. But, like, most presidents have started, like, either a vice president or something. You know what I mean? Like, they Joe were a, Biden they were a career Trump. politician. Politician, yeah. yeah. So, like, even, like, Joe Biden, like, him being a president doesn't surprise anyone. It's like, yo, you were a vice president before. So it doesn't really, you know what I mean? Hillary Clinton running for president. Everybody's like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. you're, so, like, just something like that. Like, I think that's, called, like, yo, just have, bring your, bring your shit to the table. See what the, nat, the players and national team say, the future and the old guard. <laughs> Bro, bring the, bring the man like Dwayne De Rosario, Tiba, all those guys that, all the older guys that are like well named in the like Craig Forrest, all those guys, and then bring the new guys that are in right now, and the pool players, couple 200, 250 people all together, women and men's national team, bro, make a decision. Like, all right, this is what we want to go with. This is a person that we want to be the treasurer, the secretary, the whatever. Boom, bring every shit to the table. Yeah, that's and that's it. the thing. I th- I think it's also interesting to see who's actually interested in those roles. Because I, I, mean. I can also imagine people going, I don't want to do that. So that's what I mean. That's that's the that's the flip side of it. But I actually I love that idea. I love that idea have, though, of actually have having a, say, a closed bro. door, like a closed yeah, door. Yeah, use your right to vote, bro. Yeah, vote. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So no one gets mad if shit hits the fan. It's on you, as well. Not just the CSA, not just the players, not just CSB. Everyone gets a vote. There's still gonna be corruption because everybody's gonna be like it could be collusion or whatever, but like that's not it's not gonna doesn't happen in real politics anyway. At exactly. least you have more of at least you have more of a say. Exactly. But yeah, speaking of national team, um, you can run by Tayshawn Buchanan, Club Bruges, um, got smacked by Benfica five one Champions League. They're already down two nothing. Um. Apparently played well, got an assist for the one goal, which was a banger. Um, and then Alfonso Davies beating PSG. Fuck man, that was his, that was his 
one of his best defensive performances, man. So solid. Him and and Hakimi going at it is absolutely nuts. There's one time they were both running down the wing, and I was like, yo, these guys are absolutely rapid. Um, We're going to do a quick recap, and then Jonathan David, now the highest Leo uh, goal scorer. Um, 53 goals in 100 and something games, which is actually pretty good. Outrageous now that I now that I see him take most penalties now, I'm like, damn. I always, every time I see him score a penalty, I'm like, bro, damn, he should have took that penalty in the World Cup. But yeah, that's good for him. Top goal scorer in league, uh, uh Kyle Aaron still killing it. But because of time constraints, we're going to have to cut this part short. The next episode, guys, we will be bringing up Toronto FC's home game, which is tomorrow. In the freezing cold, talk about their beginning, the beginning of their road, their their road to the MLS Cup. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps didn't start off. All Canadian teams actually didn't start off too well. Vancouver Whitecaps and Montreal, yeah. But granted, they all played away, so we'll see how they do with their first home games. And then Vancouver Whitecaps doing actually pretty really well in the Concacaf Champions League. So yeah, started well there. We'll get down to that MLS CPL. And then the youth level. But for now, it was great talking about the national team. Hopefully the last time we talk about this situation. And this has been episode 13 with your guy. Oh, I took off the hoodie. See if you see Yeah, that. there you wow. go. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Boogie with the hoodie. And Adam Jones presented by FTF Top Bin Talks. Thank you guys for listening.